Oh, it's your boy, Johnny Boy over here now. Let me tell you something. A lot of people are fired up for this fight. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Maybe some people might say, you know, it's a circus. It's a gimmick. It's an exhibition. You know what, man? It's not that. I'm telling you something. It's gotten the buzz of people out here in Las Vegas where I live talking about boxing at the bars, on the bar scene, next to the slot machines, getting their drinks, all that kind of stuff. And the thing about that is that's good for boxing. Hopefully we get a great result. Hopefully we have a great encounter. Let's talk about what's going on here. Well, guys, nostalgia, all right? The same reasons why I love watching Cobra Kai, the same reasons why I love watching you know, a reboot of any sort of like Rocky or Star Wars is we're kind of getting that here with boxing, but we're getting that in a very big way. We're getting that with Iron Mike Tyson, man. The, one of the most pro prolific fighters of my generation coming up. Like I started watching boxing in the mid to late 80s and obviously watched this story unfold throughout the 90s into um, the uh, early 2000s, which I'll cover in detail in a moment. And then, of course, there's Roy Jones, named the fighter of the decade in the 90s. Tremendous accolades, okay? Um, great athleticism. I'll break all that down in a moment. The reason why I find this fight intriguing is it's a situation where we're getting something that we grew up with that we loved, say Rambo, you know, uh, Rocky, you know, any kind of movies that you're into and they run it back and they bring back some of the original members like Lethal Weapon type style, you know, uh, if, if a Lethal Weapon 5 comes back out, that would be amazing, right? Well, this is kind of like the Lethal Weapon of boxing, okay, version. Let me explain. Mike Tyson, everyone knows who he is. He's a household name. You know, you could be... Um, an, an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, or a 65-year-old, a you know, senior or whatever, you're going to know who Mike Tyson is. He's made an impression on pop culture and society. And he's made an impression on the sport. So now let's take the deep dive, the reason why you guys are here, and the reasons why I think this could be a great fight outside of nostalgia. All right, Mike Tyson has looked amazing in these training videos that we've seen, guys. There is no doubt that Mike's really dedicated himself to putting himself in proper condition, still has hand speed, still has power. Keep that in mind, what I said there about power. Keep that in mind, okay? Um, Mike last fought in 2005, all right? And, you know, it was a terrible display of himself against Kevin McBride. We know that he uh, pretty much just quit. Let's put it that way. Danny Williams in front of that beat him in a very, uh, I thought was a thrilling fight, by the way, before Danny got him out of there. Uh, Mike was fighting for money. He was fighting for, you know, uh, just trying to earn a paycheck and, and stay relevant. You know, I don't know Mike's financial situation to this day, but I think it's better than it was back then. You know, he does a lot of things with cannabis. He's doing a lot of appearances. He's done several film appearances and cameos and stuff like that, which 
obviously I would think would help his bank account. I think Mike wants to bookend his career, which was a great career, and we'll go into a deep dive in a moment about that, but I think he wants to bookend it with something that's relevant, a great name, a Roy Jones. Maybe if he gets past Roy Jones, Vander Holyfield, that later. There's a lot to unpack here, guys, so bear with me with the, uh, we'll wait for that later type thing, and I'm going to get to all of it. Believe me, I'm going to get to all of it. So you look at Mike Tyson, you know, he goes back to 2005 in his last appearance. He, he, he was doing it, I think, I can't speak for him, you know, for money. All right. Now, I think he wants to really close this thing out with knowing what he could have been, the potential of what he could have been. All right. Um, not saying he was a waste of talent. He wasn't. He certainly accomplished a lot of stuff. And... Anyone that ever gave Mike Tyson shit for the things that he had done, listen, I don't condone the behavior of what Mike was allegedly, you know, accused of, all right? I don't know what happened behind closed doors. I'm not going to go there. But let's think about this. You're 21 years old. You win the heavyweight championship of the world. Everyone's telling you the best ever. You got women being thrown at you. You got all this money being thrown at you. Every promoter in the world wants to have a piece of you. Every person in the world wants to fight you. And you're 21 and you came from, let's face facts, poverty. And he was adopted, obviously, by Costamato. So Cus took him in and he loses Cus. You know, and he still ends up winning the heavyweight championship of the world post-mortem that. That is impressive. But there is also damage that goes along with what Mike had to suffer through that process. And anyone that, you know, shits on him, I understand there's things that he has done that is probably not the greatest form of conduct. We'll keep it there. And there's also probably things that was alleged towards him that people had said that he did do. And regardless of that fact, you know, of the matter of what, what is factual, what is not, is that this man has galvanized himself. He's put himself in a position at a very advanced age, man. Like, I mean, look at this. You know, you look at the resume. He went through 50 fights. He knocked out 44 people, has six losses, five of which were KOs, and I will get there again in a moment. You know, you look at the particulars, Mike Tyson has been there and then some, you know, and the, the fact that he's still fighting at his age, I mean, he was born, you know, in 1966, and here he is, here he is, putting himself out there, whether it's an exhibition, I'll get there in a moment too to say that again, but it's the truth, like he's, this man's fighting, and if you've never fought before, you know, I'm not trying to preach, I'm not going to go into my own story, but the bottom line is, it's not an easy business, all right? So, Mike Tyson, obviously we know that he lost to Evander Holyfield twice, Lennox Lewis, all great fighters, okay? Buster Douglas, yes, I will say he was great because he was great on that night. He had lost his mother going into that fight, was a huge underdog, showed a superior jab, a great game plan in bullying the bully, you know, in Buster. So... 
I look at that and I say that that's a remarkable opponent. So there's nothing to lose when you lose against an opponent that is a very, very solid fighter. And Buster was that night. He put all of it together. The other losses that Mike suffered, I mean, you know, don't read too heavily into it. You got to look at where his mindset was. And that's where I'm going to go with what Mike's mindset is right now. He's not the same guy he was 15 years ago. You have a very focused and disciplined guy. I'm sure you've all seen the footage. If you're listening to this show, you, you're probably a diehard fan, okay? And Mike has shown tremendous passion and desire, power, quickness in his training. Sure, it's one thing to hit mitts. It's another thing to get in the ring and have the balls to do it and prove it. Does he want to do that? You know what? I think so. I think Mike really wants to do that. I'll get to the rules and all the particulars in a moment. Let's break down Roy Jones and his stance right now, where he's at in his career. Roy last fought in 2018. Uh, he won four fights in a row after suffering a devastating knockout loss to Ezra Macronelli. And that was... That was tough to watch. I've been a big Roy Jones fan my whole life. He's a great guy. I've had the opportunity to meet him uh, a couple times, and he's just, he's a great dude. He's a boxing guy. He loves the sport. And that's where I'm going with this, is that even though Roy hasn't fought in two years, Roy has been out there in gyms, training fighters, training himself, keeping himself sharp, and always around the fight game as a commentator, and that keeps you sharp, you know? Uh, I'm sure you guys heard him on Joe Rogan lately. He was remarkable on that show. Uh, just genius, genius insight into the world of fighting and the, uh, the psychology of what it takes to get in the ring. Um, we know Roy at his best as being a very agile, athletic fighter. Agility stands out. When you get older, unfortunately, that agility goes away. And for Roy, when he did suffer terrible knockouts. Now, again, granted, in his defense, you know, he his biggest losses uh, were against were against very solid opponents. All right, um, you could look at it as saying it was towards the tail end of his career. Blah blah blah. There's there's a lot of things to factor here when you have a guy that is 66 and nine with his record. Okay, 66, 47 by way of KOs, nine losses, five by KOs. It, it doesn't sound like much, right? Like five KO losses and, and all those fights, but the ones that were the KO losses were standouts to us. Like Antonio Tarver, got any excuses tonight, Roy? Glenn Johnson, that was damaging, you know? And Roy, of course, to his credit, was moving and fluctuating in weight classes, so that enables someone to weaken themselves, especially when they go up high in weight and then come down lower in weight. It's going to, you know, weaken the fighter. But, you know, Roy persevered. You know, he cleaned himself up, a little damage control, went out there and had a good amount of wins over uh, a course of a period of time. And then, of course led to a point where he didn't look so great against the aforementioned Macronelli. And then, you know, he closed out his career before his quote-unquote retirement 
with four straight wins, two of which were by knockout. All right, where does that lead us now? Oh, very interesting. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. All right, from a fanboy's perspective, I'm a huge boxing fan, obviously, and like I said before, you must be because you're listening to this. I think this is great. People are talking about it at bars. People are talking about the what-if scenarios, and I remember when, and all that type of stuff. I remember when Roy was like this, and when Mike was like that, and I remember where I was when Mike did this, and all that kind of great stuff. All right, good for boxing. So we look at you know the whole thing on paper. We what we know so far. I'm hearing two-minute rounds. It might be three-minute rounds. It's eight rounds factually, you know, overall. There's no judges scoring, but a knockout will win the contest for either guys, etc., etc. It's like life in general. Everything is a mess. It's like one day you hear one thing and another. So I'm not going to try to further elaborate on that. But what I will give my two cents on is that I think that these guys... Knowing all these, you know, uh, precautions going into the fight are going to be more willing to participate in combat. Let me explain. They're fighters. All right. That's what they do. So if you're trying to disarm people that are willing to engage and do something out of passion, which these guys obviously are. And yes, they are trying to make money. I'm not questioning that at all. Good for them. They should. They're Hall of Famers. They're great fighters, you know, um, great guys in general. Outside of a cash grab, I, I cannot see Mike Tyson taking this fight light. And I can't see Roy Jones with his amazing ego, which I don't, you know, crap on at all. I think it's amazing. If you're going to be a fighter, you got to have an ego. He believes in himself. I don't see for a second Roy Jones taking this fight lightly and understanding who he's got in front of him. And this is a fight that... If you came from my generation, I'm going to be 42 in January. This is a fight that we've always wanted to see. Among many other fights we've always wanted to see. And yes, it's different now. It could be a little bit of a circus. we got YouTubers on there, blah, blah, blah. But let's just appreciate it for what it is, man. These guys are fighting during COVID. They're fighting at a very advanced age. They're fighting with diminished skills. They're fighting with situations that most people would be very uncomfortable with for any amounts of money but they're doing it and you got to respect that 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 to me is the selling point and i will buy this pay-per-view and I, I will host a big party and maybe even have a watch party and have some fun with this thing because that's what it's supposed to be it's fun it's interesting it's intriguing you know and again going back to some points i was making about these guys is that mike tyson you know uh, course corrected his entire life. Roy Jones has been in the boxing game for a long time and stayed in the gym. These are two progressive, positive people doing something that I think will be a great and entertaining event. Now, outside of that, what do I think? Oh boy. This could go a lot of different ways. So I'm going to give you my thoughts on both fighters' mentality going in and what I think the result will be. The mentality going in is, like I said, Mike Tyson is coming back from a lot of adversity in life. 
you know, ballooning up in weight, whatever it was he went through. We know the story. I mean, it's Mike Tyson. If you don't know it, guys, Google it. I'm not going to bore you with the whole history lesson. And it's not a boring story, but it's just, you know, something that I think is pretty much publicly known at this point. So for me, power is the last thing to go. Mike Tyson is an incredible power puncher. Absolutely incredible power puncher. He still has his speed. Stamina was always an issue with him, though, however. And there was another issue when the going gets tough. Mike kind of, you know, falls off a little bit. As much as I love him, he falls off. He's a warrior, but he falls off. He'll take a punch for days, but then he just becomes very timid when he gets hit. and he starts getting lit up, he's got problems. And the opponent usually reads that and capitalizes on that. Mike's biggest attributes in this fight, I think, is, though, at the end of the day, desire, the willingness to do this, uh, ha having getting himself in shape the way he did is, you know, he's fired up, man. What can I say? And he sounds in great spirits. He's got a great podcast. He's doing appearances, movies, what have you. Good for Mike. It's amazing his accomplishments. And again, considering the age, I mean, wow. Just tremendous. All right, let's look at Roy. His best attribute has always been his physicality in terms of agility and in terms of athleticism and counterpunching, slipping shots, just doing things that just Roy could only do. That is the first thing to go as an athlete. Mike Tyson's power punching is pretty much the last thing to go. Okay, now here's a comparison. Roy's athleticism is the first thing to go. We've seen it over the years. And yes, he fought very, very, um, I, I don't want to call anyone anything bad here, but the opponents that he fought in his last four fights in Roy were not household names. They, they weren't amazing, amazing fighters. But I respect anyone that does it They got in the ring. All right. Having said that, Roy has not been Roy in a long time. When's the last time we saw Roy be Roy? Um, it was a long time ago, you know. And the thing about that is we have to understand that his athleticism won't be there in the same way. So Roy can't sit with Mike. He can't go against the ropes like he's done in recent fights is where I'm leading to with Roy. Like he's done a lot of like fighting off the ropes and he, he, he can't do that. So the thing with Mike that he has to do, in my opinion, is box. Try to let the fight go to three to four rounds, the halfway mark, open up a little bit. Put doubt in Mike Tyson. You got to put doubt in him. If, he doesn't, if Mike doesn't doubt himself, then he's going to just go nuts on you. He's going to go balls to the wall. But if you could be agile and sharp and use athleticism and confuse Mike and take him a little late in the fight, you got him. But then the thing is, we're talking about late in the fight. It's only, from what I understand at this point in time, everything changes by the minute. Two-minute rounds at uh, a mark of eight rounds. It's not a long time. You know, so Mike could actually persevere here and, you know, accomplish what he wants to. And again, going back to the rules, I know this is all very confusing, believe me. I, I've been all over the place with this all week. 
trying to figure out what the hell is really going on. I can tell you this. It's on Triller. I'm not getting any endorsements or sponsorship for it. It's $49.95. I'm going to buy it. Why the hell not? I mean, what else do I got to do on a Saturday? And it's Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. There's no reason to shit on it. But anyway, not to get sidetracked. Um, the bottom line is it, it's a short... It's a short, limited fight in terms of rounds and the minutes of the rounds. And Mike could actually persevere really well here. Um, and, and know those those factors, those aforementioned factors I talked about in his past that troubled him could not play a factor. But they can as well if Roy is able to dismantle and just kind of take Mike out of his game and put him in check. Because if you... We've seen it in the past, but a la Buster Douglas, uh, Lennox Lewis, Vander Holyfield. You know, if you kind of get Mike in a way where he's not feeling comfortable, you can make him very uncomfortable and, and start doing your thing and, and unload and open up. Roy still has the hand speed. Although the foot movement isn't there, the hand speed is still there. He's, he's very sharp in his mind, and he's a great boxing IQ. If you guys ever had heard him commentate, which I'm sure you have, or had the opportunity to hang out with him, Roy is very sharp, and he is very prideful. And I think that's his biggest attributes going into this fight, is that he's going to be very prideful. He's going to bring his best. He's going to be in shape. He knows what he's up against. And when people say this is an exhibition, this is where I'm going. I don't see it as that. I see it as two guys that are really going to bring it out there because they know that if it still is in play, that they can't go to the decision, these guys are going to want to make you know, a statement in terms of getting a clear-cut verdict. They don't want no second-place trophies. They don't want nobody wins, nobody loses type of thing. They, they have egos in their own different way, and that's great, and I admire that. Um, you know, to be a fighter, like Emmanuel Stewart said, you have to have an ego. If you don't have an ego, then it's not for you. You, you, you can't do it. You got to be prideful. And these guys are. And I think the fact that they restrict it, meaning the commissions and whatever sanctioning bodies are involved and all that kind of stuff, the TV networks. I will say this. I think that adds more fuel to the fire for both these guys to want to be more competitive and take each other out. And get a definitive ending, um, possibly to their careers. Like, say, for example, Mike Tyson wins. He gets a win against Roy Jones. Yeah, I'll be at an advanced age, Roy Jones, blah, blah, blah. And vice versa for Roy. Like, say Roy wins and he beats a Mike Tyson that hadn't fought in 15 years. And <clears throat> it's not the Mike Tyson of old and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Understood. Great. We understand that. But at the end of the day, it still happened. And they did it during a time of pandemic where most people aren't doing much of anything. They had the balls to do it and the courage to do it. And now, say hypothetically, you know, we know Holyfield's training. The winner of this fight gets Evander. And then they go on to fight that fight. And we'll see how that sorts out if it does so happen. That's amazing. You know, you got to look at what they're doing in number one having gone through a long career a long career of fighting a lot of greats okay 
Both guys have fought a lot of greats. I don't think there's any argument there. Whether the weight class and the time or whatever, I don't give a shit. These guys fought and they had passion. Mike, you know, as I mentioned before, had a little bit of a slip when he was just doing it for money, cash grabs, you know, all that type of stuff. But Mike always tried to be Mike. I mean, look at the Daniel Williams fight. You know, he, he was winning. He was doing great. And then he just fell off. He, he shot his load, load watch. Shout out to, uh, you know, the state of combat, the old school show that was run on CBS radio. And now, of course, my boys, BC and Rafe are out there. And, you know, Luke Thomas doing her thing on uh, Morning Combat, and a lot of other people are affiliated, obviously, but they used to have this thing called Load Watch, and that was a load, a significant Mike Tyson shot his load against Danny Williams. And then what happened was, obviously, Danny Williams was able to take him out. Can Roy Jones do that? I don't know. Who do I think is going to win this fight? It goes back and forth. I do think the fight will end in an actual verdict where we understand a clear winner. I don't know if it's going to be an exhibition, guys. I don't know if it's going to be something that's just cute where they just kind of pull punches and all that kind of stuff. I don't see it that way. I see it as two guys that respect each other. They understand what they're up against and the uh, intangibles that go along with that. And I think they will try their hardest to uh, make a statement. Because they're not only trying to win a fight, they're trying to win the, um, I'm going to say this, is that they're trying to win over people's belief of people can't do things if they're in their 40s or their 50s or their shop worn, so to say, and the critics say this and the naysayers. These are guys that are full on prideful people. And when you get that, you can get some fireworks. And I hope you guys got a little bit of fireworks from me tonight. I'm looking forward to uh, watching this fight and, and doing a post-fight show. Uh, I'm planning on doing one with Don the Dragon Wilson. Man, you know, uh, to recap the fight. He's excited. Everyone's excited. Dude, I go to everywhere I go. People ask me all the time. It doesn't matter if they're a fight fan or not. People that don't even ever ask me about boxing at bars on via texting, on whatever, phone calls, random. They just want to know what's up. They just want to know what's good. Like, what's your thoughts on this? They want to see it. They're interested. That's why we're here, and that's why we have the fights. In the meantime, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, wash your motherfucking hands. And a chow, baby. Yeah. All right, enjoy the flights. I'll be back soon with some new shows next week. Peace.